0: Hi, everyone. Good morning. Hi, welcome, welcome to the Michelle Podcast Show. And today we're going to talk about a specific subject. I am your host, your anchor person, Tamika Michelle Newell. And I'm going to talk about a subject I think we all can relate to. Are you ready? People sometimes can get on your nerves. Anybody feel that way? Seriously. And like, what do you do when they get on your nerves? Welcome to a Tamika Michelle Podcast Show. And I want to talk about people. There's good in people and there's also some bad. I try to do things where I try to look at things lighter with people because I don't want to believe people. Sometimes I lie to myself. Anybody else feel that way? They, like, maybe you don't. Maybe you are those blunt people that have no problem expressing yourself when someone disrespect you. And, like, Tamika, sometimes it's like, yeah, I, I try to make things sound good, even though it ain't good. I try to be me. You know what I'm saying? I try to, like, What do I stand for? And that's, for me, it's like, your perspective is everything. Your morals is my morals, my ethics, the things that I value. Dictates my decision. Not all the time. I am not perfect. I mean, if there's any perfect people out there, point me to them so I can turn away from them. I'm just saying. Because I don't believe they exist. So... But I try to do things in a God-like fashion, God-like manner. I mean, I'm not Jesus Christ. Nope. But I do stand for him. I do stand with him and the things that he taught. So, anybody else out there who try to stand on the right side? I think even there's some atheists out there. Holler if you hear me. There's still some atheists out there that actually try to do what's right, believe it or not. There's good in all People And I also try to dig for that. But sometimes some people it's really hard to see the good in them. So where am I going to start? Let's get to the point. Right. Thank you for coming to a people sometimes get on my nerves. And sometimes it's like kind of hard to figure out how to respond to certain sagas and situations. We all live in a world full of people. So, even though COVID-19 is in, the pandemic is in full effect, we still have to face the music. We not want to face the music, okay? Sometimes, I'd rather be inside, to be honest with you. Sometimes, um, I'd rather be closed off from the world, sometimes. Anyone else feel that way? Because I feel that way. And I want to start off saying this phrase. Is the words. Never satisfied. Sometimes. I want one thing. And then another time. I want another thing. So like. I I appreciate good company. Should I say. Versus. The negative. Dream busters. I already got depression issues. I don't need you to add gasoline. To a fire that's already lit. I'm just saying. Anybody else feel me? You know. And like. I'll say. That. I don't want to be around people sometimes. I'm not going to play this podcast because it's a Sunday, okay? not going to play it today, but I will play it maybe within a week. I'm telling myself when I issue out podcasts, I try to do like a week of informing people about, and I like to just make awareness of like, <sighs> complimenting you. I don't know everybody that's, on, that's listening at the sound of my voice at this podcast show. But I say, I want to compliment you. Why? Because you are choosing to do what's right in a negative atmosphere, in a negative situation. Don't think I don't hear you. Don't think I don't see you. I just... Let me get to the point. I like to believe that I know I'm not the only one out there struggling, dealing with people, certain types of people. I think sometimes we get things mixed up, you know. If someone look a certain way, dress a certain way, smell a certain way, we think some of us get you know lied to real good. Good in presentation does not mean good on the inside. Good. I'm gonna say it again. The visual. We don't get me wrong. There's some like me and men. Oh my gosh. Mm mm mm. Like today, I know. We all got our issues, right? I got a crush on a neighbor that lives here. And, um, when I... I think, like, a, a year after I moved here, I noticed him. And him and his... I'm a pet lover. I'm an avid pet lover. So, he has this real friendly dog named Nike. Pit. Oh, my gosh. Hey, She is something else. Like, she is very energetic. And, like, she, like, noticed me from afar. Which I love that. And, um... I was taking out my trash this morning at the shoot and he was in the elevator or going towards the elevator section and uh, he also say hi to me and whatnot and his dog is named Nike. I think that's a phenomenal name you know just do it because the dog is like always just doing it real hyper (laughs) really cute and um, he loves who he loves and he loves me and um, I or he loves I call it he loves the dog loves me this is she. Sorry, I had to slow down listen to what I had to say. And how was coming out. I do apologize for that. It's a she. She get excited. Her tag, her tag, her tail be wagging. And um, she always wants want to just jump all over me. And like, you know, he gets so excited by saying, um, who's that? Who's that? And like, the more he said, who's that? The more the dog get excited. And I had to stop. I chose to stop and pat her and rub her on the head because that's what I do with friendly animals that enjoy and expect me to touch them. And like, not only that, but like, um, it's just something about that whole expectation thing when an animal or with even people, And you know, I don't pat people on the head normally. <laughs> no, Look, normally I don't know nobody I want to pat somebody on the head, you <laughs> i no, was just thinking about something i had seen today it was funny on on facebook messenger um so let's get back to how people get on nerves. so notice i talked about an animal a neighbor that i have a crush on and um animals normally don't get on my nerves normally i mean i have a pet i have a i have a pet i have a pet i named him well it's a grown cat, four years old, and he's really bright, really smart, and very affectionate. And that's the reason why I i didn't know he was smart, to be honest with you. I just knew I went to an animal shelter. Let's keep it real, folks. The reason why I went to an animal shelter is because where I stay at, for whatever reason, this building, maybe it's the whole property, um, have mice. And, like, I, I'm not into, like, being chased by little rodents or me being chased out of here because... If I didn't get this cat, I would not get this pet. I would not be staying here. That's for me that it was necessary. And then I have depression issues. So when I said sometimes people get on my nerves, sometimes I'd rather be around animals. Because we so call some of our... Uh-oh. You got it? Don't hurt yourself now. Be careful. Whoa, you jumping. You okay? This cat leaps a lot. So I named it... Even though the name was Lorenzo that was given to him. I named him Leaper Lorenzo Las Vegas. L-L-L. Notice that, right? So, sometimes I'd rather be with this L. Lorenzo Leaper Las Vegas. This cat jumps and leaps like feet. Two, three feet in the air. All the time and it makes me wonder what happened to him he's a four-year-old so that's kind of old well it's not really really old but it's a a adult cat so that tells me it's had other owners i actually asked when i had adopted information history about this animal and i found out it was a stray so in retrospect i rescued helped rescue this animal the uh, animal shelter is in Blackwood so this is an animal moment so not only am I talking about animals but like I talk about what people get on sometimes get on my damn nerves like sometimes people love sharing their problems with you I don't know what happens with this animal to make him so jumpy at times but he literally leaps like off the air I've not, not seen a cat be so leapy I mean I, I think we all see cats leap but this one leap that's like a part of his regular routine, the way he lived his life. And like, I'm not doing nothing to him, you know? Like, he was trying to get his hand out of the fabrics of the couch, his hand, his paw. And when he yanked it out, cause his nails and claws get into the, you know, the couch. Um, he literally jumped and leaped, and leaped off the couch, onto the floor, and then parked in front of the couch like and sit down like he's doing right now, looking at him and exploring stuff. So he's always jumping and leaping. So there's a part of me thinks besides the fact me knowing that he's some people, some animals are just really clever by the way. I think we don't give them enough credit. They are just like the, the dog I spoke about this morning being excited to see me animals have a certain sense about people sometimes they do and animals and children sometimes have a sick sense about certain people and if you knew me hi welcome to a tamika michelle podcast show i talk about how people sometimes get on my nerves and the benefits of having an animal and the benefits of having different outlets because maybe you don't like animals i'm realizing that everyone is not a avid animal lover. I am. Animals to me are sometimes the unsung hero and sometimes you can see the hero in these animals. Like to me, besides keeping the mice away, he helps me with my crying sessions. I know that may sound, I'm not trying to make you sound sad on a Sunday, but I promise you I won't share this on a Sunday. sometimes people get on my nerves sometimes I yes I get into my own mind and my own emotions and my own thoughts and it's hard it's hard to smile when you're still healing for so many different things and you know it's like the world doesn't understand or I'm scared to tell the world what I'm going through maybe you can feel me on that um if you are one of those people well, I feel you all of us have our issues our healing processes that's taking place and um, don't think that people don't care because I actually do but sometimes you don't want people to know what you're going through or we try to you know put on a smiley face when we're really sad and we're really aching and we're really going through the motions it may be physical Maybe psychological, it may be things that we inflicted upon ourselves, or it may be something that for whatever reason we had to go through this injustice. You know, I don't know all the reasons, I'm not looking for the reason. I'm just telling you, I get you. And sometimes you need a positive distraction to pull you out that negativity. And for me, it's positive people, people who Have a different perspective, a spin upon the negative. You know, the opposite of the negative. People who want to promote you and encourage you. (sighs) Instead of crying, you know. But honestly, sometimes, sometimes people get on my nerves. And I don't trust people. Maybe you feel me on that. I think you do. I like to believe I'm not the only one on planet Earth. That sometimes I get this mindset... That I just don't want to be bothered with people. Y'all hear me the mystery. And sometimes I do like people. And those are the ones who are good for me. Like you. And you. And you. By the way, you're welcome to share this podcast show. And I talk about how sometimes people get on my nerves. So, I, like, I don't like talking about people in a negative way. I want those people to try to like, make it sound good, even though it ain't good. But some things are so bad, you can't make it sound good. Let me explain. Let me um, bring you into my little short story about what happened to me yesterday. And this story includes an X. This X is my first um really good lover here in Jersey. I can't not tell him this because he showed me a side sides of him that pulled me to the conclusion of Stay the hell away from him. So, to a point, I had to call the police. I won't mention this person's name. A matter of fact, I'll, I'll make up a name. Let's call him Larry. <laughs> make him sound creepy. Larry. <laughs> to me, Larry sounds creepy. It's probably all in my head, but his name is, I'm going to call him Larry. And Larry was Larry. Okay, and what I mean, Larry, is. Yesterday he seen me. He stayed in this neighborhood, and he seen me. I was shopping at the local CVS across the street in Oakland, New Jersey. For those of my New Jersey's who's listening, y'all know what I'm talking about, and you know where the location: local CVS in Oakland, New Jersey, across from the Parkview Apartments in Collingswood, New Jersey. Jersey is known for its little towns. Okay, let's keep it honest. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad I'm back here because I miss being in society. Like, Nevada has this community, has a society, but I got tired of the heat and I got tired of the mayhem I was going through. And I do not make apologies for wanting to get out of being homeless because I was three years consistently homeless out of eight years of living in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, Lurie, Larry, Larry Larry was Lurie, he come through the entrance doors of the CBS, and I pretend like I didn't see him, and he walks in front of me, I have a cart, I got some stuff in there, and I purposely pushed the cart off the way, and was packing my things, so I have, you know, reusable bags, with my art on it, by the way, I do have reusable bags, That I'm selling for $25. There are sunset pictures. And it's my eclipse picture. And I want to do other stuff. With my images. So if you like reusable bags. For $25. I will supply it for you. So this is an advertising moment as well. So I'm filling up my. Reusable bags. And. I'm acting like I don't. Hear him. I don't see him. Looking at me, stopping and looking at me. And then there was an owl that was the closest to me, maybe two feet away. And he stood in the damn owl, look act like he looking for candy. And he's looking at me, looking me up and down. And I'm listening to some um, Harlem, Harlem notes. Trying to think uh, what song was. I would love to sit here and tell you and say, I can't go for that. Because that'd be so perfect for the scenery, right? But that would not be the truth. But it was the song "One on One," which I mean, I like Harlem Notes. Anybody else feel me out there? I like Harlem Notes, and um, I would love to say I can't go for that because I would just listen to the music. But it was "One on One," you know. But like he kept looking at me, looking at the candy, and then walked away after he five minutes of, of obsessively staring two less than two feet away from me, and I packed up my stuff and I left out. I don't care what he's doing with his life. I've learned to not care. And this lover, he is my good lover. At least I thought he was. Why do I stay away from him? Well, you try to be funny, but anyone that's causing you danger, baby, you have every right to stay away from. And someone who's trying to build a relationship based upon a lie, meaning, Everything that I asked him besides his first, last name and his birth date that I found out through his ID. Trust me, I asked for ID. <laughs> I seriously do. And I know that might sound kind of weird, but if someone that you're getting to know, look here, you need to know their real name. Because <laughs> people lie all the day on time. Remember, I said in Las Vegas, I wouldn't know. So I didn't like the fact that he was coming to the CBS for like, He has the right to come into CBS. Look, my thought is as long as he don't try to talk to me or attack me or anything weird like that. um, You can look, but you can't touch. You know, that's how I feel, because you did enough touching. And then he told me how he wanted to hit me in my eye and threatened to get me fired from my job. This is before COVID, obviously, right? Before COVID was in full effect. I met him right before I had my art gallery show, and um, I met him waiting for a bus get to get to get home from uh, my job. I'm, I was before COVID. I was a part-time artist and a part-time lunch lady, so I had a business, and I and I still have a business by the way, but because of COVID all the lunch ladies are told to stay home and we are all just going through it <laughs> but that's no lie all of us are going through it so well at least we qualify for unemployment because I've never qualified for and I've only applied for unemployment one time in my life and I did something wrong with the application so of course I didn't qualify so <laughs> I did something wrong with the application but with this was a learning experience if I can count anything of like qualifying for something this is the first time i qualify for unemployment usually i made too little matter of fact when i first applied for unemployment i don't know what it is sometimes i feel like laws get on my nerves it's not that i'm trying to sit here and say i want to be lawless (coughs) i'm not saying that i'm saying sometimes the laws change all the damn time and then like least it came out in my benefit because I had to wait like two months before they said let me see was it two months I didn't get to June I applied back in yeah I applied back in April because at first I didn't believe I would qualify until I had an employee and a friend contact me um, and she said Tamika apply she said if I qualify Tamika you qualify He said, trust me, apply. And I applied, and so be it. Two months later, I got it, you know. And um, long story short, I'm just blessed, everybody. I just really feel blessed that I can qualify for anything. I'm not used to that. And maybe that's a lot of you folks out there. And if that's y'all, if that's you, if that's you, if that's you, if that's any of you, in this hard situation we're all in, I say to you, kudos, and let's see, can I find the celebration? Here you go, and congratulations. I say congratulations because at least you had enough mindset. To put yourself out there and go for what's going to help you be stable in this tough and hard time. Don't you feel like it's a struggling, hard time? Don't be afraid to apply for unemployment. If you qualify, because everybody don't qualify. You have people who are self-employed. Like, I'm self-employed, but I don't claim crap meaning i don't make enough to where i want to claim something when i start making that type of money then i do it until then it's a no for me but maybe you're like me and the rest of the world that you have multiple sources of income matter of fact this podcast has became one of my incomes oh yeah it's became a resource for me And guess what? If you desire to, I would like you to. I'm being honest with you. I would like your support. I would like your participation. So I'm asking yes for your participation. Participation. I would like your participation. So I am asking you to support me. I would sit here and tell you I'm a local anchor person, but that's called a lie because I live nationwide. I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada. I lived in Georgia. I lived I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I live in Jersey. If you do the math, Las Vegas to here, nationwide, Midwest, Detroit, Michigan to Jersey, it's a little small stretch. It's not as wide as Jersey to Nevada, Nevada to Jersey. The point I'm making, I've accomplished housing in Jersey, and I wasn't able to accomplish that, like low-income housing in Nevada even though, let's keep it honest for a minute, I was in Nevada for eight years, sometimes I wake up and I kind of wish I was in Vegas, sometimes, but I'm really grateful for all of you who've been supporting me and standing up for me. And support has become a nationwide meaning. I got people from my home city supporting me. I got people in Jersey supporting me. I got people in New York who support me. And I got people who who I don't even know supporting me and putting money on this podcast show. So, I want to say, hey thank you for recognizing me, for supporting me for seeing me as not just a local podcaster, but somebody you actually want to sponsor. Someone you actually become a subscriber. So you can become a subscriber. Yes, I'm talking to Y-O-U. All of you. You're welcome to share this podcast show with others. So I'm talking about a variety of things. As you notice, know, from my arts. to people getting on my motherfucking nerves? And why they get on my nerves? So we were talking about Lori Larry. The name I made up. Because just in case he's a nut listening to my shit, I don't want him to hear it. (laughs) I don't want him to think he's so important. So, um, I learned to not feed a beast. Meaning, if a person is messed up, like Larry. Luring. Lurking. Larry. Pretend to look through candy. And and, um, kept looking at me up and down while i pretend like i didn't see him and pack my my things from the cbs and that was creepy because he was just looking at me like hoping that i look back at him hoping that i say something to nope when you tell me how you want to beat me up to not over the fall to my face and literally jump at me trying to act like you're going to hit me in my eye and telling me how your desires are wanting to beat on me oh no (laughs) that's a for me that's like i am leaving you alone and i'm keeping my distance so now when he because he stays in the neighborhood he has no choice but to stay away from me because he knows i really don't want nothing to do with you because i don't trust anything about you I don't feel like I really know him. I feel like he any person that dealt with a whole bunch of lies in a relationship, you don't know the person. You know the illusion they present. You don't know them. And this goes for the fellas and the females, okay, that guys lie and so do women. People love to lie, but you're not going to hit me in my eye. Or, or do any sick desires of wanting to beat on me? Because he was telling me literally how he want to beat on me. Uh, it's one thing to like, you know, talk about making love because we were obviously partners, okay? Ha <sighs> it's one thing to want that. That could be, you know, fun, enjoyable for both parties, and it was like that when we. Was messing with each other. I said the word messing because anytime you're involved with a man that his desires is to hurt you, this is not a relationship. This is chaos. This is a bomb ticking right into climax to hurt you, possibly take your life. See, I've been through domestic violence and he knew that. He knew about me being married. Yada, yada, yada. Look, I was talking about Larry because he went, he graduated from being a boyfriend to an ex boyfriend that I had to call the police because he kept pounding on my door. And so I'm talking three o'clock in the morning. He kept doing this for like a week. He would literally follow me up because he knew where I used to work at, at the Jennings Elementary School on Cedar Ave. I still stay in contact with my boss and um, she actually supports my artwork. And you know, it's good to check up on one another. So I check up on her, she check us on me. It's a good thing. It's a good situation to be involved in. So uh, she came to one of my art gallery shows and brought her like 11 family members. That was so damn cool. In the park. Art in the park. When the weather gets better, I'm going to do that again. But let's continue. Um, The point I'm making people get on my nerves. People love telling you or showing you who they are. Sometimes that will get on my nerves is that. The lying person, the person that's always lying to you, just filling you up with lies to cut, you know, presenting an illusion, eventually tells on themselves. Like, I wasn't aware that he was violent. I wasn't aware that this luring, lurking Larry was abusive. a matter of fact, he came to me like a knight in shining armor. He seen me. He was like, "Oh, I want to take you out on a date," and he was just excited talking to me. And you know, it's that attention thing. I liked it. I'm only a girl. I can't help myself. And then also, when we went out, he made it quite clear that he was attracted to me. He made it quite clear that he wanted me as his girl. He made it so clear he was already claiming me as his girl, and. We didn't even went out yet, cause people were asking questions. You know, nosy people. Like, I remember I talk about people getting on my nerves. I have a neighbor. I think everybody has a neighbor like this, who always is begging for cigarettes i tell you what it reminded me of when i used to be in the shelter and like everybody begging for cigarettes except me because i don't smoke you know and people are like begging all the damn time that like, was like their lifestyle this is when i was in the shelter here in Jersey before i got into housing at five five atlantic joseph house they supported me more ways than one but i remember people joking about folks Begging for cigarettes. Because it was like everybody was doing the shit. You know? It was ridiculous. Like, what's in all those damn cigarettes that got people acting like that? I like to believe people got a mind on their own. Or somewhat of a mind on their own. Because if a, something that you're taking has got you begging for shit, <laughs> degrading yourself. So the person, one of the people, actually asked him because he smoked. And I'm, I'm not into smoking, but like... I was willing to tolerate that, as he came and met me on the property. So, and then we went out and it was nice. He held my hand. It was beautiful, that type of attention I didn't get. It was like a year before I was getting that type of attention. And I felt close to him, I felt like I mattered. You know, so it was that whole attention thing that lured me in. And then also, every time he seen me, he always just put money up. He always just paid for the dinners. He always took me out. He always financially front because he knew. I told him from the door. I said, I'm not dealing with a man if I had to pay for it. Financially, your bill too? Uh-uh. I said, and I spoke about my ex-husband and how he, he royally used me when it come down to... Financing, And I said, I refuse to do that for any man, period. I'll be by myself. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I'll wait because I refuse to be with someone with a problem. So I, I refuse to be abused in that type of way. So because I told him this, that I'm not going to even deal with a guy. You can even be my friend, let alone <laughs> be my lover. If you are not trying to want to, if you don't have the desire to actually Want to treat me, want to be kind to me. If this is not you, then you need to stop talking to me. We have nothing to conversate about. So Larry, lurking Larry, for five, 10 minutes, he was looking at me yesterday. But I've learned to accept it. We are in the same community. I learned also that I'm not running no damn way. Well, I meaning I'm not going to run away because you're a nut. So when I had called the police, they actually asked me his first, last name, birth date. Obviously, they were doing a background check. And they actually asked me his phone number. And they the sergeant contacted his ass and let him know this is what's going to happen. And the police department got back to me. If you don't stop messing with her, if you don't stop chasing her around, stalking her, you know, being up under her and like, No one has the right to track you and hunt you like you're an animal. I don't give a damn what's in their mind. That's a personal problem. They ain't got nothing to do with you. When you tell the person, you're not interested in them no more. So I had to accept that this is my community. And then I love it, which I really do. My New Jerseyans, I do love my community. And I don't make apologies for it. And wherever anybody is at, I don't know, nationwide, I'm talking to everybody. Wherever you're at, if you love where you're at, then there's no apologies there. You should enjoy your community. That's where you're from. That's where you live. That's where your residency is at. That's where your peace is at. A person who used to be homeless for three years really understand that. So look here. You have every right to enjoy your community because your community enjoys you. So take your time out to enjoy your community. So this is a community call also moments that I am suggesting that you enjoy your community and the life thereof so I refuse to be that girl who is running to another state I need to be stable for me and not because if he's nutty look here if y'all dealing with a nut who just really won't leave you alone the law is on your side and I'm going to say it especially if you're a woman I'm going to say it again, especially if you're a woman, because I was scared when I decided I had a good friend advise me saying, oh, no, he ain't got the right to do that shit. He's following you around. What the hell? <laughs> At your job? This, this weird shit. I, like when you get off of work, you're seeing him. Uh, no, this is not something that's legal. He don't have the right to do that. And I thought I had to wait till the man actually hit me or knock me out before I can able to call the police and get a restraining order on him. But I found out that it's not the truth. So know your rights people and check people out. So um, so this is just being aware notice too, by the way. So it's good to have people around you that give you good advice because they teach you immediately because if, if they're good people, they gonna want you The first thing you do is to protect yourself. So I protected myself by telling the police the details of this nut after I figured it, when he started telling me how bad he wanted to beat me up and try to I mean the police was here within two minutes that tells me they are they got a station here on the property you have to they came here too quick I was like damn and I was scared because not just the fact that he was scary lurking Larry and uh <laughs> It wasn't just the fact that he was chasing me and stalking me and refused to leave me alone. And then like some people were not of sound mind. I have to be- have to believe that. Like you're like, oh, he's like that because y'all had sex. Who's? And then I had another woman said, um, you don't belong to nobody. Slavery is over. You know, as some people, some men and some women think because you were intimate with the person that gives them to rights to stalk you to beat you to be the object of their sick affection i've spoken to other strong-minded women like oh no they said slavery is over and you know what i know slavery is over with but some people treat a relationship like it's a slave ship that's how i felt being married to my (laughs) ex-husband i mean anybody else felt that way i hope you didn't but just in case you have I feel you. (laughs) I feel you in so many ways. So let's get back to me. I talked about what like irritated me just to give you an understanding. And then like some people and their mindset is so effed up. It's like I was not asking for that. And if you going through that or have gone through that, I feel you. I feel all of you. And um, it don't just happen to the ladies. It happens to the fellas, too. I had a, a classmate when I was going to school here in Jersey. Very, very good-looking brother. Light-skinned. me, I don't like light-skinned men. Okay? That's not... Even though I like white boys. Okay. Yes, I do. My ex-husband was a light-skinned. Red-skinned because he was half Native American. But, like, 100%. Anyway, um, (laughs) at least I can laugh about that shit. Like, I ain't got to deal with that shit. (laughs) Let someone else have it. Please, take him, please. Like, they had that old saying, take my wife, please. I was the one saying, take somebody, take my husband, because I don't want (laughs) to. Please, take him. Oh, my God. Okay, so, (sighs) the point is, this brother dealt with, um, people and they shit because he was so good looking female specifically matter of fact okay i'm gonna tell you how he looked he was tall light-skinned i think he was mixed because his hair was really really beautiful and curly and jet black even though there's black people that's you know what you consider black american african-american however you want to say it have jet black curly hair but he had jet black curly shiny hair too and i've seen that with black people he just had nice hair you know, so and his face was really cute, and he had his light blue eyes that stood out because he's black. Well, he's mixed, so he got that like caramel, like a light caramel. Like I said, he was light skinned, like a almost like a yellow, almost a little bit lighter. And he was tall, and you know, light blue eyes that you know you can't help but look at him, and a pretty smile. I mean you would look at him too. You know, that's like a rarity when you see like a mixed person, a mixed guy with jet black hair and blue eyes. There's something about that. It's like, oh, beautiful. So, and I'm not used to calling a man beautiful, but he was beautiful. So I'm telling you about this person that I went to class with. He told me about some issues he had. And we would talk all the time. Cause he was just friendly, you know? And I didn't mind having his attention, okay? <laughs> so this guy, this brother with you know light blue eyes talking to me, and he was telling me how he went to church, and he said all the girls are trying to talk to him. He said I ain't go there for that. We ain't supposed to be going here for that. And because he's the way he looked, you know that he's a head turner. That he experienced that socially with women. And some of y'all, some young men out there are very good looking. And so, yeah, y'all deal with stuff like that. Inappropriate behavior. Like, I'll give you another scenario of a guy that's extraordinarily good, 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 good looking. His last name was Flowers. (sighs) He was a security guard for a CBS in Philly, in South Philly, some years ago. Mm, mm, mm. He was a chocolate, muscular, good looking man. Oh my gosh, like, if I had like a type, when it comes down to black men, that I like, um, he would be it. Um, he was a security guard for the CBS. And like, all the girls were just winged over this guy. And like, this one lady, <laughs> she seen him, she said she was going to the store for an aspirin, she said she literally dropped the aspirin, it was like, I'm good, I ain't got no headache now. <laughs> he is tall, broad chest. Looked like he had a six pack, okay? If if there was such a thing as an eight pack, like that's what he had these nice calves and thighs, nice and muscular and tone and really cute face. Oh my gosh, so the point is, all the girls constantly in his face. And like, I'm sure he got irritated at some point. Like, you know, this is not 1 800 hookup. This is, I'm working. I'm here for a job, you know? And like, how am I going to stop the perpetrators when <laughs> people are still in back and forth in Philly? Um, that's the one thing I can get Philadelphia. I never met so many people that stole. <laughs> I mean, big time thieves like, stealing like delivery trucks were for shit. I knew people in Philadelphia and people who lived in Nevada, who used to live in Philly, stealing whole trucks of shit with people. Like what trucks, delivery trucks for the Walmart store. Don't know how they're able to do that. I've watched different gangster movies, okay? But like, you know, I don't know anybody who does shit like that, but I did meet some people like that in Nevada who stole, who were living in Philly who was stealing all this shit. And i ne- never met so many thieves in my life. <laughs> Philadelphia. That's what I'm saying. If you're a Philadelphian, I'm not saying that you are automatically a thief. No. But I'm just saying, like, that was my experience of being around these type of people. Social settings, you know. But people get on my nerves. So. Well, I was talking about stealing. And people and their actions. Just get to me, you know? And so when we talk about Philadelphia and the, the issues with, you know, men in a in working setting and how they deal with women who doing anything for their attention, you know? Even me being a classmate to brother with the blue eyes, light blue eyes, and he like chocolate too. How do I know he like chocolate? Besides the fact he talking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just the ear listening. Um, I met his two sons, and his two sons were a dark, dark complexion. They had his hair, and they were like a dark caramel, like my mother's complexion. The point I'm making, only way you gonna get those kids, me and her light, damn near white, you know, complexion that he was, you had to have a dark scan system that's the only way that's going to happen <laughs> and he was married before so me he used, to, he used to tell me stuff like that like how his wife got engaged to him like they both played ball something i related to because that's one of my talents and he said he told her he said i i'll marry you but you have to beat me in basketball And she beat him real good for what he tells me, to a point that she hit him. (laughs) I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so we got married. (laughs) I'm like, God, that's funny. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I met his two sons. Very cute, very cute. Uh, He produced beautiful seeds. I have to, some people that's like a talent they don't know it yet but like they they produce beautiful people <laughs> and they obviously produce it too beautiful sons so it was nice to meet them they seemed friendly enough you know so um guys go through it too with people dealing with the opposite sex you know and so I've dealt with it in Philly recently I had went to a show last, in December, yeah. <sighs> went to an art show they had on the outside. I can't say which show on purpose because I, I respect this particular people and they supported me with my art gallery show, so I support them by not saying their name, the, um, the company, their company. So the point I'm making is one of the people, one of the vendors, on me. How did he hit on me? I'm trying not to say everything about it. Cause I, for those who live in Jersey, they know what I'm talking about. They had a car. A real fancy car. I'm not going to tell you the name of the car, but that attracted me. It was an old school, like 1920s, maybe 1930s. Old school, really fancy car. I'm not telling you the name, not telling you the model, none of that. So the person who was who brought the car to raise money for this particular company he said this mess to me and when i said people get on my nerves that get on my nerves because i'm a girl that has a big you know big guy say it looks good (laughs) it gets me in trouble that i'm not looking for like stop it i'm not even looking for that i'm just here i was i want to take the picture with the car because the car reminded me back in the day see i'm from detroit michigan originally and i have been to a car show in well a long last time so i like stuff like that you know i got a little gear in me should i say um things that i'm attracted to things that i like and it's it's the history of my city you know motown motor city even though i can't sing but motor city You know, that represents cars because the cars started in that city. So, at least that's what the history books tell me. So, and Chrysler and other corporations tell me. So, it started in Detroit, Michigan. The point I'm making to you is that i seen a a classic car. I want to take a picture next to it. And he going to say this crap. He said, "You ain't gotta get in front of it and and um and do stuff all like that." And I looked at him like, "Get in front of it, do stuff like that? What the fuck? I wasn't even here for that. I wasn't even thinking about that." But that tells me what you were thinking about. You yeah, know, any fellas in the house thinking about that ass? Think and then I'm a, and then I got offended in so many ways. As a woman, I got offended. As a black woman who are aware of these crazy ass videos. (laughs) The Black girls are all over the damn car, dancing, dancing with some so-called string between them. It's supposed to be a string. Might as well just take it out. Anyway, uh, because you you barely can see it. But I'm just saying, like, do you think this is what black women are? There are some women who do that okay and they're not just black women they're women who get paid to do something strange for some change or oh, they're just strange people i don't know all the answers to that i ain't trying to tell you all the answers to that matter of fact i'm from detroit meaning there was a time where bell isle used to be free bell isle is a big um, place it's a park they have the De- i think the detroit zoo may still be there i'm not sure But I was told they make you pay to go to a huge park with family reunions and everything else. Uh, People from out of town, they have different settings and I don't know how much they pay to get on there. But back in the day when I was able to get there for free, we as a family, my mom, her piece of shit, ex-husband, anyway, and me and my siblings were all in the car, just driving through Belle Isle. Yeah, there were strippers on the car. And they were all dancing nasty and, you know, just unnecessary shit. And so this person brought me back to that. And I'm like, where in your head? Obviously, I'm not talking to his head. I'm talking to another part of him. (laughs) The other head. they They say the other head. That's what I was talking to. But I'm talking about this specifically because there's people out there that they would throw their sexuality, their perversion on you. Like you don't even know me, you know, because I'm black and I happen to have a big one. Doesn't mean I'm just out there willing, nailing, and doing all sorts of things with it. If I was, I ain't your motherfucking business. You who don't even know my name, I'm just here to take a picture. So for those who seen those pictures that I posted of this real fancy car, not saying the model, when I went to this art show, the point I'm making is, you, the first thing you see me do is cover, like I have literally a picture where I'm against the car, and I'm covering my derriere. I literally have my, my whole backside turned to the car, and my derriere, on like like you cannot see it at all. Because I felt ashamed, I admit it. I felt as some people find that a compliment, it depends on who said it and how they say it, okay? And then I found out this man is not even from Jersey. He's from, he's a Michigander. I'm like, damn, it's nuts <laughs> everywhere, no matter where you go. But, like, being that I'm from Michigan, I could joke about that shit and run with it. Like, oh, you from Michigan, I know you a piece of shit. <laughs> and then the men, I'm not saying all men from Michigan are shitty. It's just, they're very rowdy. Michi- Michigander men? man. <laughs> they extremely rally, okay? And, like, he's older. Grandpa trying to talk to me, you know, in that way. And he's married. And then I felt safe when he said the word he married. He started talking about his wife and his desires of retiring in Bloomfield, Michigan, which is a nice area. Very echelon exclusive area. Talk about echelon exclusive. I have two exclusive items that I, actually four. Four exclusive items I like to discuss with you. I have two pillows one is my after the rain scatter. it's a scatter, almost like a rainbow of clouds shots I have on the pillow and I have a San Diego sunset picture off the beach it's really pretty it's a golden shot with a variety of rays of different colors but it's mainly golden so and it's off the beach in Beach Corleone and I also have two 11 by 14s it's the after the rain, after the rain picture, 11 by 14, and I have a splash of morning colors because it's a sunrise picture in New Jersey. These pieces, I'm selling the 11 by 14s for 150 each, and the pillow shots I am selling those for 150 each as well. Now, if you would like to know more or see more, I am going to start having certain things on post-it so you'll see what if you like it let me know we can talk I even do level arrangements if you have a trusting ability if you know me if you're local I will give you that option okay then you can do level and then once you have to put down 50% so 50% of 150 if you're just getting one item is 75 $75 if you know where I live at It's a trust bond relationship, and I won't charge you no type of fees or anything like that, but um, $150 for each item. So these are my exclusive premium. Um, These are the items I am selling today. I'm presenting to you. And thank you for getting me have your time, by the way. Thank you for hearing about how people get on my nerves. And sometimes I just rather deal with animals. (sighs) and if you have an animal shelter in your community support your animal community animal shelter community by you can donate donate animal food maybe you already got a pet and you good about getting the animals maybe you don't like animals (laughs) maybe you're allergic to them so you should donate to your local um pet shelter um food money they take it all um I can tell you i can't tell you the name but i can tell you the location it's only actually i can tell you two different locations too this is also an animal moment because i'm an animal lover um you can donate in different ways if you are allergic to animals i understand you want to stay away from or maybe you're scared of them look it's okay they're animals okay so you're supposed to have some type of fear in the back of your head you know like there's some people who work with animals all the time who could use your help And the animals could use your help because my pet, my Lorenzo (laughs) Leaper who loves to jump and I really think I should train him for the circus and try to figure out how to do that. But anyways, um, this animal needed my love and I needed his love. I really wasn't aware of how much I can use his love. Not just his protection, but his love and love is protection. So I can tell you the location where I got this um, this animal this lover friend of mine um and if you want to actually go ahead and adopt i can tell you the price is 75 dollars for a grown cat for a kitten it's 150 and the shelter is the only shelter. shelter in blackwood new jersey so you can look it up on google and it'll tell you how to get there and you'll get the phone number and you can contact them and donate to them and i'm a proud owner of cat and maybe you would like to be a proud owner or you just want to donate food maybe like i said before you're good on the pet department so uh or like i said you may be allergic or you are overly responsible or committed to animals it's possible so and i don't know maybe some of y'all because i know that people nationwide listen to me people nationwide support me matter of fact I am giving you another opportunity to possibly support me at this podcast show. Because without your sponsorship, honestly, I cannot communicate effectively. I cannot get supported. See, maybe some of y'all ain't being honest here because some of y'all have businesses. Without people supporting you, you have no business. Without people supporting you, this is not a business. It's a problem. So I want your support and it's not, it's a problem that I'm supporting you, that I'm giving you this, what I consider vital, vital information that I feel like other people could use. Matter of fact, let me not forget, there is a nationwide phone number for people who's dealing with depression. I talked about depression in this podcast show, but I'm also going to tell you the number 1-800-SUICIDE there's some good counselors there I've used them I've used them more than once more than twice and they have helped me and they still help me along the way and you can be a part of that um, help that you need that you may not want to reach out and talk to people you know I feel you I get it you know so long story short give them a call to 1-800-SUICIDE and that has made a depression awareness depression moments um to get the help that you deserve for you for y-o-u thank you for hearing my podcast show thank you for letting me speak about my art and thank you for my potential clients as well as my potential soon-to-be subscribers thank all of you this is me and people get on my nerves arts fun love and why people have gotten on my nerves and other people's nerves i know And probably your (laughs) nerves podcast, y'all. Over and out.